Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good morning, Gap Church. Good morning. I'm so happy to see everyone here this morning. Our first service is looking, yay, I like it. Welcome to church. My name is Lolade, and this is the gap where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And we are in a new season. First of all, it's 12 months into the year 2022. Man, I don't know about you, but this year has been lit. God has been so, the testimonies in the year 2022 has been mind-blowing. I tell you, it is a year of compensation for so many people. God has just been compensating everyone left, right, and center in the Gap Church. And look, I won't be bad to do just one more testimony. Just Because there's so many testimonies in this year, so many. But you know what? I'll get straight to the point because you don't have time. All right, so we're in a new series called. Come on, it's not it's not that way. It's not a deep, not possessing the land. It's not those deep one. We're in a new series called. Exactly vibes. Thank you. And um, Darren did an awesome job. Come on, let's celebrate him. Last week Sunday, it literally went from. Imagine. All right, it literally went from. The first verse to the last verse and broke it down one after the other. Like Loki, if I go to the back and we just play last week, we're covered. But I'm still going to talk. But, you know, it did an awesome job just breaking it down for us. And so I'm just going to be picking just a couple of things from that entire chapter. And just teaching us something that I believe is very, very important for us this morning. I'm going to be using is... Is definition because that's the definition for this series. All right, so we're writing vibes as a state of mind, action, or decisions deriving from how you feel, self wisdom, or societal norms. I'm sure if you were here last week and Dara mentioned this, he said, make sure you listen Sunday in, Sunday out. Don't miss any. So if you were here last week, I'm sure you already have. The definition, but if you don't, I'm going to say it again. Vibes is a state of mind, action, or decisions deriving from how you feel, self-wisdom, or societal norms. And our anchor scripture is from Romans 1, 18 to 32. And so today I'm not going to go over reading the entire 18 to 32 because we did that last week. But I'm going to pick from three scriptures in in that entire chapter that that I'm going to be talking about, talking from this morning. And I'm just while preparing for this, I kept praying and thinking and saying, God, what exactly do you want to tell your people? You know, and I was thinking to myself, the verse opened up with, they knew God, but they did not accept him. They knew God. So these are people that are familiar with God, but they rejected him. And so I said, why would believers that know God... And read the story. This is post-Jesus. So they know the things that Jesus has done. But they still rejected him. And the Holy Spirit led me to a word, which is my topic for today. A sinful pride. A sinful pride. My focus is on three scriptures. Romans 1, 21, 25, and 32. So I'm going to, we're going to be talking about each scripture. And that's how we're going to structure our service for today. Verse 21. 
Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. And their foolish heart was hardened, darkened. But I, want, I don't know if we have the message, but if we don't, I want us to open the message on our Bibles. Because literally that is, <laughs> I, I read that and I'm like, that literally is my message. Verse 21 says in the message, it says, people knew God perfectly well. But when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized not God, but themselves into silliness and confusion. So that they were need, there, there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They trivialized themselves. He said, into what? Silliness. They took themselves from a good place and took themselves into silliness and confusion. Because they, they, they decided not to acknowledge God. My definition of a sinful pride, if you're writing, put it down, it's very short. Sinful pride is refusing to recognize God's sovereign role in everything. Not in some things. In everything. Refusing to recognize God's sovereign role in everything. Anyone ever heard the word pride before? It's one of the deadliest sin. Because it leads you into other sins. It's almost like it's a foundation that you can stand on and you can build on. And so, it, it, pride is a delusion. It, it, at its root, it declares, or you declare basically, I don't want to be, I don't want God to be God. I want to be God. That is the root of pride. I don't want God to be God. You might not actively say that. You may not actively come up and be like, I don't want God to be God, you know, but, you know, I want to be, no. But you do it, you say it in your actions. He said, when they choose not to acknowledge God, not to acknowledge that he is God, they, they, do they see the creations, but they don't acknowledge your creator. So, for example, I know there's an Apple phone. I see that it's made from Apple, but I refuse to acknowledge that Apple made the phone. Have you ever seen someone argue that oxygen does not exist, but they are breathing? So you're literally going back and forth. There's nothing like oxygen. What do you mean? But you're breathing. And so we become people that say that God does not exist, but the Bible says that the earth is the Lord. So you're standing in the creation, but you are not acknowledging the creator. You are looking at yourself in the mirror, saying that God does not exist, not literally, but in your actions, and yet you are a creation. And then this pride that I'm talking about leads to verse 25. We're reading verse 25. He said, then they traded the truth from, about God for a lie. I want you guys to follow me because I'm building up to something. 
So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. And so now I'm talking about, because Paul wasn't talking to unbelievers. He was talking to Christians. So I'm talking to, so why I'm talking, don't be thinking of, oh, he's talk, she's talking about unbelievers, she's talking about those. I'm talking to every one of us. They traded the truth for a lie. And so this pride leads you to the point whereby you only go and look for people that affirms your pride, affirms your selfish desires. And so you now say that because God has rules that you don't like, God is correcting you for the things that you do wrong, you are going to look for people who would affirm the things that you do wrong. That is trading the truth for a lie. If you think about your friends that you have now, and the friends in your circle, the closest person to you might not be telling you the truth. Maybe not even, and you know. Because it takes a level of humility to have somebody close to you tell you the truth and you take correction. But the moment someone calls you out and tells you that, oh, that was good, but I think you should have done it this way. You go, who are you to tell me what to do? You have not seen life the way I've seen life. I have five degrees. And then you take that same thing to God. Because God is definitely going to extend. Those I love, I do what? I chastise. And so now, because we are looking for people that would affirm our selfish desires, that would affirm our pride, we now have a, a society that that is their marketing strategy. We are, this is one of the most influenceable generation. Our parents were not this influenceable. And this is how they started it. Self-love. Love yourself. If you are not okay, you can't take care of nobody else. Yet our pregnant mother still took care of us. It's okay. You cannot, if you don't, we are not together. How do you want to help somebody to be together? And so you're like, well, it makes sense. You know, you have to be healthy. And then they took it a step forward. You should be selfish. A little of selfishness is not bad. And they took it a step forward. And then little by little. It's the same thing. I could come here every Sunday, every day, and say, you're important. On Monday, I say, you're important. On Tuesday, I say, you're important. On Wednesday, I do that for one month. Nobody has to tell you you're less important. Nothing in this world can take away that thing. Because you would sleep and wake up all you hear is you're important. And so that's how they sell these things to us and tell, tell us that, oh, you, are, you, should be, you should be selfish. A little bit of selfishness. I know the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. So the beginning of this thing is self. And you hear self, 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 self. And so the moment they have, they have capitalized, I remember they're only feeding what's already there. The selfish desires that is already there. The pride that is already there. They are feeding on all those things. And so now you have influencers. Who have identity issues. Who have mental health issues. Who don't even know their own future. Telling you what your future should look like. They traded the truth for a lie. We have astrologers 
that bank, that I said this last week, they make their money from you reading the articles. So in their head, they're thinking, I need as many people to read this thing and subscribe. I mean, getting daily affirmations. Capricorn's leg must be like this today. So today, all you are working like this. <laughs> you know, tomorrow, I'm Aquarius. So Aquarius need to, we're not smiling for two weeks. And so for two weeks, they've told you what your life should look like. But you've subscribed, so they know that their food is coming. They don't even know their future. They don't even know what tomorrow is going to look like for them. But they've told you how your own tomorrow is going to look like. And so now we go from true sense of freedom, and I call it into a false sense of freedom. Because now, God is, you are saying God is tying you down. It's not comfortable to serve. I want to serve, but there's so many rules. They say, I can't do this. I can't go out as much as I want to. I'm supposed to. If it's just a drink. Oh, tomorrow. Okay, just two drinks. I, am I, I can hold it. My liquor is, I am a... <laughs> I'm heavyweight. And so you say, I'm going to go into a place where I'm free. And then you go from a true sense of freedom to a false sense of freedom. See, we're a creation that needs to be led. We're born to... So if something is not leading you, another thing is leading you, but something has to lead you. So if you're thinking you're going from a place where you're not being told what to do, oh, I promise you are going to a place where more than one thing is telling you what to do. You think it's... You are complaining that God is, what, is the one telling you what to do. Oh, let's go. You will find out. Your selfish desires will start telling you what to do. Pride will start telling you what to do. That, I'm not even going to mention the devil because let's leave the devil aside for a bit. This is on us. The TV is telling you what to do. Social media is telling you what to do. The influ- and so you wake up one day and you're just spinning. In the morning, your um, subscribed affirmation has told you how your money should be. By afternoon, the, the moon has moved this way. And the sun has moved that way. So you should change it. So you have changed it. Then by evening, um, the podcast you are listening to, they told you today feels like this. The wind blew this way. And so in one day, three things I've told you what to do. They traded the truth of God for a lie. And so they decided to worship the creation instead of the creator. influenceable generation because of one thing pride pride I do not want to be told what to do I have engineering degree so Apple cannot tell me how my phone should function (laughs) and you know one thing that makes all of these things worse is verse 32 They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, that's my favorite part, they encourage others to do them. So you see these people that are influencing your daily life and telling you what to do are condemned. They've accepted in themselves that I am condemned. My life is over. It's okay. But misery loves company. 
So in that way, I'm going to find as many people that will follow me as possible. They already know that the law says, I do this thing, I will die. But why should I die alone? And so you're following people that have already been condemned. Because they affirm your pride. They affirm your selfishness. They affirm your desires. They tell you that masturbation will help your health. You should know your body. There are other ways to know your body. Get the mirror. They tell you, ah, don't let me even go into medical stuff because I'm not a medical person, but there's some things, amen. They just use it to affirm their selfish desires. That's it. You know, but in all of these things I say, you've heard, we're rebuking, we're correcting, we're saying all of these things. Paul is saying all of these things to the Christians in Rome and you're like, okay, yes, I am guilty of some of these things. How do I come out of it? It takes us back to the first verse. And that's why I told us to pray earlier today. Our minds, our hearts are like a sponge. Everything that it passes it, it captures. And so when you watch something, sucks it in. When you listen to something, it sucks it in. Why is it that you just listen to a song in passing and then you're humming it for like two days? And you're wondering, where did I hear this song from? And you're trying to trace, where did I go? Your heart and your mind, your mind has captured it. You don't need to remember. Your brain doesn't need to remember it. Your mind, your heart has done the job. And so because of all of these things that has been captured, it is hard for you to acknowledge God. You can't come into a place of prayer and your heart and your mind have been roaming about and you are still praying. And so you prayed for two hours. You spoke in tongues for two hours, but you did not do anything as far as God is concerned because your mind have roamed about in that two hours. You've thought about the TV show you need to finish. You've thought about the person that annoyed you yesterday. You've thought about the things you need to do tomorrow. All of that in the space of two hours and you said you prayed. I am praying in, on this altar they've been talking about. I can ascend in the, presence of, in the presence of God. When I pray, I can feel the presence of God. But I have been praying for months. Nothing is changing. Check your heart. Check your mind. What are the things that, you are, that your heart has captured? When the Bible says that effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes power available. It said there's heartfelt. I mentioned this when we we're doing possessing the land. I'm saying if it doesn't touch you, it does not touch God. Point blank simple. If it doesn't affect you, it cannot affect God. And so because of all of these things that our mind, our heart has captured, we cannot acknowledge him. Because we've read out of our curiosity, I don't know why we Google some things sometimes. Stay away from Google. What's your business? When the Bible, when the word started, God said, let there be this. There's already light. Why are you trying to find out where light comes from? And so you bump into an article and you read and read and read and read and read. And now it's roaming in your mind. And so when you're praying for God to do the impossible for you, you're already thinking of the article you read. To, I'm thinking of another ways to make those things possible by yourself. Because of an article that you read. 
And so it's super important that the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it flows everything about life. Guard it with a cage, with a padlock, whatever. Throw the key away if possible. Let God be the one to come and open it when he's ready. Guard your heart. I said this our mommy did the thanksgiving in waiting. When we thank God, thank God with a reason. Don't just say thank God. Because I, I, I said that's because verse 21 said, he said, in another translation actually said that they knew God but they didn't thank him. And so, when we live our life of constant, you say, oh, thank God. For what? And so now if I'm saying, thank God that I went to work and came back safe. You've acknowledged him. Thank God that I slept and I woke up. You've acknowledged him. These are the things that would, have, would save you. Because the beginning of all of these problems, all to the end, was in that verse 21. Because they refused to acknowledge him. That is why they went from, they were given to their desires. That is why there was this destruction. Because if we go into verse 2, there's more. If we go into chapter 2 of Romans, there's more. So that because of one thing, a refusal to acknowledge God. You know, I thought about it in, in closing. I thought about it. I said, why are these Christians? Paul wasn't talking to unbelievers. He was talking to people who probably have done an altar call. And have accepted Jesus as their savior. No, but the Holy Spirit said something through a friend. He said, people acknowledge God as their Savior, or Jesus as their Savior, but they don't acknowledge him as Lord. He said, yeah, that's two, two, two different things. When Jesus met with Paul, the Bible recorded that Paul went on his knees and said, Lord. There's a difference between Savior and Lord. I am acknowledging that he saved me, but acknowledging that he is Lord over my life. That is the only way for us not to give in to our sinful pride. Acknowledging that he is what? Lord. With that intentionality. Because we, 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 we themed our, this series vibes. And there I talked about, you know, vibes. But when God was creating us, he didn't create us on vibes. It was very intentional. When it was putting together in your life, it was very intentional as to where our eyes would go, where our nose would go, what the shape of our head would look, how our mind would work. And so when we are born, we're born a clean slate and our experiences and everything that we put in makes us who we are. There's an intentionality. So why should we live our lives on vibes when we're not created on vibes? But we need to be Intentional. With everything that we do, live an intentional life. Be intentional about what you listen to. Be intentional about what, who you follow. 
Be intentional about the messages that you listen to. That is super important. We are so excited in this generation. Anywhere we see people just shouting and jumping and they are just speaking in tongues. It's like, that person is spiritual. Be intentional about what you listen to. What pours into you makes you who you are. Molds you because you were born clean. There's nothing in the mind of a baby. But what, what, what happens 20 years from now? When the baby was born, the baby wasn't born a kidnapper. It wasn't born an ayah assassin. It wasn't born an armed robber. But what happened 25 years after? Be careful. Be careful what influences your decision. Because this is what leads to a point where for someone to say to themselves that they, I, don't, I don't want God to be God. I want to be God. They must have heard something. Somebody must have said something to them. But verse 16 said something in the same Romans 1. It says, for I'm not ashamed of this good news. About Christ. Because it's the power of God at work. Saving everyone who believes. You know in everything I have said today. I didn't say the devil did anything. No. Because we are so, it's so easy for us to blame the devil. It, this is, doesn't have anything to do with the devil. Because when Paul was talking from the beginning to the end. He did not mention the devil. He didn't mention Satan. But verse 16 acknowledges that it's the power of God that has the ability to save everyone who what? Believes. And so I want us to just bow down our heads this morning. It's the power of God who saves everyone who believes. What are those selfish desires that has been fed into your soul? You know the things that you have fed yourself with. You know the things that you've said that, okay, God, this is you, but then this is me. Father, I want you to search my heart. I want you to purge me. Because this is the basis. This is the things that the, that, that this, the, the world, the society uses to hold us captive. When they already, when the, the seed is already there, all they just need to do is water it. Father, by your power, because the Bible says it's the power of God. By your power, I need you to visit the root of my heart. And I want you to begin to remove every seed of selfish desire. Every seed of sinful pride. I need you to search me, God. And remove the seeds. Some, for some of us, it's still a seed now. And God is calling your attention to it. It is still a seed. Become, before it becomes a tree. Before it becomes a tree, it, it's, there's, an, there's a power at work that is able to pluck and remove every seed. 
Lord, every seed of sinful desires in my heart. Father, find it, purge it, remove it. In the name of Jesus, every seed of sinful desire in my heart. Purge it, oh God. Remove it, oh God. And I give you the free will. He said it comes knocking. It's not by force. I give you the free will to find that root. Because I do not want to be given to my selfish desires. Because that is the beginning of destruction. And even as we're praying, if you're here and you want to give your life to Christ. For some of us, we've done this before so many times. But we realize that, oh, but I've been calling him Savior, but I've not acknowledged him as a, as a Lord over my life. Because one of the, salv- the prayers within the salvation prayer is that I acknowledge you as Lord over my life. For some of us, we've told him to come and save us, but he's still not yet the Lord over your life. And so if you're here and you're saying, Lord, I want you to be the Lord over my life. I need you to raise your hands wherever you are, please. If you're online too, I want you to to acknowledge in your heart and where you are. That Father, I want you to be the Lord over my life. I'll give you a few more seconds. I want you to raise your hands wherever you are. Lord, I want you to be the Lord over my life. And if you're online as well, I want you to say this prayer, Lord Jesus. If you're in here and you're online, say this prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways. And help me to change into the person you want me to be. I accept that you are the savior over my life. And I acknowledge that you are the Lord over my life. I love you, Lord. And I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just celebrate. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.